Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Hey, good morning, Craig. Good morning, Shai. How are you this morning? Doing great. How was your weekend? Oh, it's great. Really nice weather. Trying to get outside. Of course, have to exercise some of the toys. And one of them is a little Porsche that needs to get out there and stretch its legs every once in a while. And it's just a pleasure. And I'm going to go by one of the more interesting dealers in the area is the Tesla dealership. And I was thinking, this is an interesting representation of a brand. In my view, I look at Tesla as sort of the automobile example of Apple. They use so many similar types of marketing methodology, and it's just an experience. You, you go into a Tesla showroom, and there's no pressure. There is just so many good technology examples in the showroom, and they have their cutaways, and their motors, they have a top off of a frame. You can see the technologies, you can touch them, you can experience them. And then you get to play in the car, and it's like a technical heaven, you know, if you will, of technology and capabilities. <laughs> it's a candy, candy store so for techies. Yeah, this is so funny. I mean, for, for our listeners out there that don't know this about Craig, not only does he have a hardcore technology background, but he is definitely a car guy. So the marriage of these two things, I can't think of anything better than Tesla to, like, pretty much be your version of your own personal Disney World. It, it is. The experience from a branding standpoint, you know, they got the external branding as far as the style and then they had their branding representative with Elon Musk and his presentations, demonstrations. And then you go in and you they've designed the complete experience, much like an Apple store. You've got all of the visuals going for you. You've got all the tactical touch and, and feel type. You get in the car and you get to play. And they allow you to play. They set up the car on power that you can just play with the car. And then you can sign up online or in person or by phone for a test drive. And they handle that so smoothly, just like Apple handles their transactions so smoothly. And you get to have a Tesla experience. You go for a drive. You know, you're sitting in the car for a good 10, 15 minutes getting this brand experience in you before you drive. So it's it's more than a, a transportation thing. It's an experience. And that's pretty much the way Apple is kind of designed. It's got this experience going for it. Yeah, it's amazing the way some brands are able to connect in like this this way that just creates a completely unique experience for the customer. And, you know, when I think about Tesla, you know, not only has that brand in and of itself established that experience, but really Elon Musk, in terms of a personal brand, you just associate that guy with forward thinking. And I mean, isn't he the guy that they based Iron Man on? <laughs> That's the rumor. He is definitely an interesting person from a number of different angles. Very bright, very fascinating. And then you flip to the other side of the spectrum from a brand standpoint, and you look at something like Volkswagen, and it, the story just gets oh. worse. 
By the way, I, I don't think we will be the first ones to report this, but for those of you who are just tuning in on, on the Volkswagen situation, it is completely a meltdown. I mean, in October, we saw Toyota now overtaking VW to regain the lead in vehicle sales worldwide. And their cars are being devalued because of this absolute brand disaster. And the funny part is talking about brand management and being in a proactive state and a ready state and having a brand plan. This just totally caught them off guard and they didn't know how to react. And on the flip side, there are other car companies that have their toes in this methodology of, if you will, tricking the EPA tests. There are YouTube videos about companies like BMW having the same issue with their gas-powered car when they're engaging the EPA test and when they're not. It's great. So, <laughs> it's like a retail version of NASCAR. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's absolutely entertaining. And there's so many great examples out there, how to do it right and how to do it wrong. What's interesting to me is Think about how the employees, like how demoralizing that is for the employees at a place like Volkswagen right now. It's got to be demoralizing from the standpoint of all of the trust they put in to having a great company provide them with something they can believe in. But they want to feel good about where they're working and they want to feel good about the management of the company and the people they work with. No question about it. And I, I think that as leaders, sometimes we forget that, you know, sometimes we forget just how much we're under a microscope. And when it comes to issues like this of integrity, there's certain laws that if you violate, they permeate your entire business. So it's not just externally that you're disrupting your customer experience and good luck regaining their trust once they've left your brand. But can you imagine trying to recruit right now when people view you as a company that cheats the system? I mean, I don't know if there's any ex-Enron employees out there that want to chime in, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, no, nobody wants to go to work like that. Nobody does. I think that's one of the exciting parts about this second part of Jen's conversation we had. Absolutely. Jen Dalton, CEO and founder of Brand Mirror, this woman is a powerhouse in brand management and reputation management, personal branding, and she came on. Uh, for our earlier episode. And for those of you that didn't listen to Jen Dalton uh, in the previous episode, you're going to want to go back to our site or iTunes and download that episode as well, I'm sure, after you hear her speak today. So we welcome Jen back, and she's going to be talking to us today about brand management and the business owner and how it relates not just to your brand in the marketplace, but internally as a recruitment tool and a tool to retain employees as well. Welcome back, Jen. Hi, Shai. It's great to be here. So being that we're coming up on the end of the year, Jen, what is one or two things that a business owner could do right now to prepare for 2016? I think it would be great for business owners to step back and look at 2015 and do a year in review and think about how did they show up in person or online and what worked and do more of that. And then if they look at their 2016 business goals, and I typically think of it as four buckets, you either want to drive awareness because you want people to know more about your company. You want to drive new leads because you want to grow your business. You want to maintain your current relationship. This is one that sometimes once you book a customer, you kind of forget about them. This is really important because that's part of 
your job as a CEO is to stay visible to your current clients. And then the last one is, is following up on that innovation point I made earlier. What's the thought leadership of the company? If you want your company to be seen as a thought leader and expert, what are you doing? So for CEOs, as they think about these four buckets, the thought leadership one is a really interesting one because it's about positioning yourself as an expert and giving yourself credibility. And what is it you should be talking about and when so you're relevant? Relevant to new clients, relevant to current clients, relevant to your employees. So that's probably the big two things. Look back at 2015, what worked, what didn't, and then plan your work and work your plan for 2016 and just map it out because it's so much easier when you map it out and you're not doing it day by day. Jen, from an employee standpoint, what are the cause and effects in a branding strategy affecting the employees? That's such a great question, and I feel like this is an untapped or at least not recognized as a really powerful tool to have in your toolkit as a CEO. So I'll give a really simple example. I looked up a company on LinkedIn, and all of their employees' profiles, some of them had photos, some of them didn't, it wasn't clear what they did. And if you're trying to make it easy for people to find your company, then you probably want to have all of that pulled together consistently. So when I think about what CEOs can do for their employees when it comes to a personal brand, one is to be really clear on why that employee matters to the organization, their strengths. It's a great morale booster and it gets people excited. Two, be really clear what you want employees to be talking about. They're your best brand ambassadors and they can be out there talking online or in person and celebrating the values of the company. And the third is once you've done the first two, your employees get really invested in your company and it's a great retention play. So not only have you gotten them excited about who they are and how they show up, but you've made them better advocates for your own company, which is fantastic. So whether you're a CEO or an employee or out there as a solopreneur, I developed a framework for how to think about what should I be talking about? And I call it the four eyes that are not about you. And the first one is inform. You know, if you're out on LinkedIn or social media or at a networking event, share information about your company, not in a bragging way, but in a, hey, did you know? Um, interesting facts about the industry, et cetera. The second I would be maybe you want to influence. So there's a nonprofit I work with who wants to influence policy. You know, we will want to write content that helps provide new information to influence stakeholders. The third would be to ignite. So let's say you want to start a really big discussion and you want to do a grassroots organization and get some provocative topics out there. That's one way to do that. Ask provocative questions push the thinking. And the last one is inspire. Maybe you want to share inspirational results that your company did at a nonprofit, at a volunteer event. Maybe you want to share how your products are changing communities you're in or even globally. So the four eyes that are not about you are a great way to remember that although personal branding is about you, 90% of it is providing content and information that's relevant to your audience. It's not really about you. You burst my bubble. I thought it was <laughs> about me. <laughs> no, that's excellent. It just keeps coming back to me that 
having someone on the outside or whether it's their communications director, if they have some such a person, getting outside evaluation seems to be so important. Yes. When I think about you know, how we all operate, we tend to ask for feedback close in with people we trust and it's safe. For a CEO or for a company, when it comes to reputation, it's really important to get out and ask people outside of your company because doing the internal feedback can really backfire and not give you the right information. And so I think for CEOs on a regular basis, them, their team, everybody should be asking, how are we doing? How are we showing up? What else can we do to help you? Because you want to get, going back to that full circle, right? Perception is reality. So you want to go out and ask and understand, do we have a gap now? Have we closed it? How are we doing? And so it's really important, just like a heartbeat, you want to keep your finger on the pulse of your company's reputation and on your CEO's reputation. Ask employees, what would you like to hear about? Ask clients, hey, we're giving a talk. What would be a great subject as you're looking ahead? So it's important to reach out and constantly ask for feedback. And I know that's challenging, but if you make it part of the process, it'll build your relationships and it will just be a better outcome. Jen, what is the most important thing that a business owner needs to know about their reputation? You know, reputation is really about providing value. And the best way to provide value is to understand your customer's pain point. And the way I think about assessing your communication and and the value you're providing is on a three-tier system. You know, if you're a wealth management firm or a tech firm, and there's some functional pain point like, hey, I need cloud software. Well, any company potentially could deliver cloud software if they're in the cloud software space. So the functional is fine, but you're not going to make anybody switch to you by just doing that. So then you have to look at the second tier, which is value add. What am I doing above and beyond differently? That really makes me stand out. And this is one where asking your customers is critical because you have to be really clear. And sometimes people think there is no differentiation or if you go compare messaging, it's the same as everyone else. So you need to dig deeper and get that value add differentiation. And that could be the third tier, which is connecting emotionally. You know, most marketing or messaging speaks to the brain you really want it to speak to the heart, not the functional. You want to speak it to how are you going to feel when you work with us? So if I think of Nike, just do it. They're not talking about shoelaces. They're talking about go do more, be gutsy. So look at your messaging and think about, are we doing too much functional, not enough value add? And is there an emotional connection that we're having in the way we talk, um, the content we share that resonates or not? So that's one way to assess and then move the needle to uh, to connect better with your clients and your prospects. You mentioned Nike as being an example of like a company that's effectively looking at their brand and working the brand image continuously. Can you give us a, an example or two of ones that may be good examples of needing help? I'll take Volvo, for example, and I'll, I'll compare two car companies. You know, Volvo has an online presence, but... They're not necessarily connecting emotionally with their customers very well. If you look at VW, which we just had a huge issue with, they had a huge issue with their emissions and their testing. You know, that's an organization where there are some fundamental flaws. So if you believe you've got everything right and you have integrity and you're doing the right things, 
companies like Subaru are also not only doing the right things, but they're connecting emotionally with their customers. Their ads are connecting. When we look over the last few months, I have to confess that, you know, when I look at Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, he seems like a nice guy, but I don't know that I really had any emotional connection with him or that he resonated more with me than, let's say, Tim Cook, you know, the CEO of Apple. But he did something really profound and powerful and interesting. Unfortunately, he and his wife had had several miscarriages. And recently, they announced that they were pregnant with their first child. But as part of that, they came out and they talked about miscarriages and how he did that. First, he was very authentic and very vulnerable, which I think is really powerful when you're building your reputation. The second thing is he shared that information through Facebook. And he really lived his brand. He shared vulnerable information on his social media network that reinforced his vision for how Facebook should work, which is sharing important personal information that's motivating and inspiring and connects us. So when I think about a CEO who recently did something really well, I think he lived his brand, the brand of his company. He was authentic and he shared a message that emotionally resonated with his audience. And all of a sudden, you really do have a face with a name and you have a person running a company, not just a company. Jen, thanks again for coming on today. Uh, Just great content and we really appreciate you being our guest. Uh, Anything else that you have for our listeners today? As a thank you, Shai, to you and to Craig for having such a fantastic show. I really wanted to offer a one-hour free consult for any of the listeners, if they reach out to me through the website, um, and I know you guys will have links, you know, reach out, mention Business Owners Radio, and I'd love to do a one consult and just help you get started because I know this can be hard to do on your own. So one easy way to get started, I will provide Shine Craig with a reputation assessment tool. It'll be on their website, and you can download it and go through this process of just understanding what are all the things you can look at and assess understand if you need help or if you're doing pretty good. And it's just an easy reputation assessment to get you started and give you some ideas for action items. So thank you again, Craig and Shai, and thank you listeners for listening in. And we'd like to thank our guest today again, Jen Dalton of Brand Mirror. Her contact information is available on the show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show. And, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.